Welcome to the Daily Bible Read 2023. This podcast is based on copyrighted materials assembled and owned by Ben Phillips of Teach Faith at Home, the link to which is provided in the show notes. Permission has been granted for the use of these materials in the production of this podcast. My name is Steve Hafner of The Public Reader. Let's begin today's Bible Read. For orientation purposes, here's some metadata about today's episode. This is episode 48 of 313 planned episodes for the Daily Bible Read 2023. The scheduled date for this Daily Read is Saturday, February 25th, 10 months to Christmas. We are in week 8. Actually, we're wrapping up week 8 of the reading plan, and it is the 56th day of 2023. We are steadily marching that path towards the 66th day of the year, On that day, I'm going to share with you what that milestone can mean to so many people. At the conclusion of today's episode, we will have completed 15.38% of the reading plan and week 8 of the reading plan. We continue our march through the wilderness by reading Numbers chapters 19 through 22. Grab that water, tea, or coffee. And if you're driving, buckle up. And let's have some fun as we think our way through the Bible in 2023. As a reminder, we are performing a chronological read of the Bible in 2023, reading through the events of the Bible in the order which they occurred. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, thank you for this week. Thank you for the journey through the wilderness and what it means to you, to your people, not only those that went through it, but those who use it as a a lesson in life, Lord, of uh, what obedience means, what what listening to you means, and uh, what what we should do when you tell us to do something, God. We love you, Lord. Forgive us of our sins. In your name, amen. Numbers chapter 19, Laws for Purification. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, This is the statute of the law that the Lord has commanded. Tell the people of Israel to bring you a red heifer without defect, in which there is no blemish, and on which a yoke has never come. And you shall give it to Eleazar the priest, and it shall be taken outside the camp and slaughtered before him. And Eleazar the priest shall take some of its blood with its finger, and sprinkle some of its blood towards the front of the tent of meeting seven times. And the heifer shall be burned in his sight. Its skin, its flesh, and its blood with its dung shall be burned. And the priest shall take cedar wood and hyssop and scarlet yarn and throw them into the fire, burning the heifer. Then the priest shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and afterward he may come into the camp. But the priest shall be unclean until evening. The one who burns the heifer shall wash his clothes in water and bathe his body in water and shall be unclean until evening. And a man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and deposit them outside the camp in a clean place. And they shall be kept for the water for impurity for the congregation of the people of Israel. It is a sin offering. And the one who gathers the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. And this shall be a perpetual statute for the people of Israel and for the stranger who sojourns among them. Whoever touches the dead body of any person shall be unclean seven days. 
He shall cleanse himself with the water on the third day and on the seventh day, and so be clean. But if he does not cleanse himself on the third day and on the seventh day, he will not become clean. Whoever touches a dead person, the body of anyone who has died, and does not cleanse himself, defiles the tabernacle of the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from Israel. Because the water for impurity was not thrown on him, he shall be unclean. His uncleanness is still on him. This is the law when someone dies in a tent. Everyone who comes into the tent and everyone who is in the tent shall be unclean seven days. And every open vessel that has no cover fastened on it is unclean. Whoever in the open field touches someone who is killed with a sword or who died naturally, or touches a human bone or a grave, shall be unclean seven days. For the unclean they shall take some ashes of the burnt sin offering, and fresh water shall be added in a vessel. Then a clean person shall take the hyssop and dip it in the water and sprinkle it on the tent, and on all the furnishings and on the persons who were there, and on whoever touched the bone, or the slain or the dead or the grave. And the clean person shall sprinkle it on the unclean on the third day and on the seventh day. Thus on the seventh day he shall cleanse him, and he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water, and at evening he shall be clean. If the man who is unclean does not cleanse himself, that person shall be cut off from the midst of the assembly, since he has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. Because the water for impurity has not been thrown on him, he is unclean, and it shall be a statute forever for them. The one who sprinkles the water for impurity shall wash his clothes, and the one who touches the water for impurity shall be unclean until evening. And whatever the clean person touches shall be unclean, and anyone who touches it shall be unclean until evening. Numbers chapter 20, the death of Miriam. And the people of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh. And Miriam died there and was buried there. The waters of Meribah. Now there was no water for the congregation, and they assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people quarreled with Moses and said, Would that we had perished when our brothers perished before the Lord. Why have you brought this assembly of the Lord into this wilderness, that we should die here, both we and our cattle? And why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is no place for grain, or figs, or vines, or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. Then Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting, and fell on their faces. And the glory of the Lord appeared to them, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the staff and assemble the congregation, you and Aaron your brother, and tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water. So you shall bring water out of the rock for them, and give drink to the congregation and their cattle. And Moses took the staff from before the Lord as he commanded him. Moses strikes the rock. Then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Hear now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank in their livestock. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, therefore 
You shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. These are the waters of Meribah, where the people of Israel quarreled with the Lord, and through them he showed himself holy. Edom refuses passage. Moses sent messengers from Kadesh to the king of Edom. Thus says your brother Israel, You know all the hardship that we have met, how our fathers went down to Egypt, and we lived in Egypt for a long time. And the Egyptians dealt harshly with us and our fathers. And when we cried to the Lord, he heard our voice and sent an angel and brought us out of Egypt. And here we are in Kadesh, a city on the edge of your territory. Please let us pass through your land. We will not pass through field or vineyard or drink water from a well. We will go along the king's highway. We will not turn aside to the right hand or to the left until we have passed through your territory. But Edom said to him, You shall not pass through, lest I come out with the sword against you. And the people of Israel said to him, We will go up by the highway, and if we drink of your water, I and my livestock, then I will pay for it. Let me only pass through on foot, nothing more. But he said, You shall not pass through. And Edom came out against them with a large army, with a strong force. Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through his territory. So Israel turned away from him. The death of Aaron. And they journeyed from Kadesh, and the people of Israel, the whole congregation, came to Mount Hor. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron at Mount Hor, on the border of the land of Edom, Let Aaron be gathered to his people, for he shall not enter the land that I have given to the people of Israel. Because you rebelled against my command at the waters of Meribah, take Aaron and Eleazar his son and bring them up to Mount Hor, and strip Aaron of his garments and put them on Eleazar his son, and Aaron shall be gathered to his people and shall die there. Moses did as the Lord commanded, and they went up Mount Hor in the sight of all the congregation, and Moses stripped Aaron of his garments and put them on Eleazar his son, and Aaron died there on the top of the mountain. Then Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain, and when all the congregation saw that Aaron had perished, all the house of Israel wept for Aaron thirty days. Numbers chapter 21 Arad destroyed When the Canaanite, the king of Arad, who lived in the Negev, heard that Israel was coming by way of the Atharim, he fought against Israel and took some of them captive. And Israel vowed a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed give this people into my hand, then I will devote their cities to destruction. And the Lord heeded the voice of Israel and gave over the Canaanites, and they devoted them and their cities to destruction. So the name of the place was called Hormah, the bronze serpent. From Mount Hor they set out by way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the people became impatient on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed to the people, and the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, 
and everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. The Song of the Well And the people of Israel set out and camped at Oboth. And they set out from Oboth and camped at Ayah Arban, in the wilderness that is opposite Moab, towards the sunrise. From there they set out and camped in the valley of Zered. From there they set out and camped on the other side of the Arnon, which is the wilderness that extends from the border of the Amorites, for the Arnon is the border of Moab between Moab and the Amorites. Therefore, it is said in the book of the Wars of the Lord, Waheb and Supah, and the valleys of the Arnon, and the slope of the valleys that extends to the seat of Ar, and leans to the border of Moab. And from there they continued to beer. That is the well of which the Lord said to Moses, Gather the people together so that I may give them water. Then Israel sang this song, Spring up, O well, sing to it, the well that the princes made, that the nobles of the people dug, with the scepter and with their staffs. And from the wilderness they went on to Madanah, and from Madanah to Nahaliel, and from Nahaliel to Bamoth, and from Bamoth to the valley lying in the region of Moab by the top of Pisgah. That looks down on the desert. King Sihon defeated. Then Israel sent messengers to Sihon, king of the Amorites, saying, Let me pass through your land. We will not turn aside into field or vineyard. We will not drink the water of a well. We will go by the king's highway until we have passed through your territory. But Sihon would not allow Israel to pass through his territory. He gathered all his people together and went out against Israel to the wilderness and came to Jahaz and fought against Israel. And Israel defeated him with the edge of the sword and took possession of his land from the Arnon to the Jabbok. As far as to the Ammonites, for the border of the Ammonites was strong, and Israel took all these cities, and Israel settled in all the cities of the Amorites, in the Heshbon and in all its villages. For Heshbon was the city of Sihon, the king of the Amorites, who had fought against the former king of Moab and taken all his land out of his hand, as far as the Arnon. Therefore, the ballad singers say, Come to Heshbon, let it be built. Let the city of Sihon be established. For fire came out from Heshbon, flame from the city of Sihon. It devoured Ar of Moab and swallowed the heights of the Arnon. Woe to you, O Moab! You are undone, O people of Chamash. He has made his sons fugitives and his daughters captives. To an Amorite king, Sihon, so we overthrew them. Heshbon, as far as Dibon, perished, and we laid waste as far as Nopah. Fire spread as far as Medaba. King Og defeated. Thus Israel lived in the land of the Amorites, and Moses sent to spy out Jazar, and they captured its villages and depossessed the Amorites who were there. Then they turned up and went up by the way of Bashan, and Og the king of Bashan came out against them, he and all his people, to battle at Edrel. But the Lord said to Moses, Do not fear him, for I have given him into your hand, and all his people, and his land. 
And you shall do to him as you did to Sihon, king of the Amorites, who lived at Heshbon. So they defeated him and his sons and all his people, until he had no survivor left, and they possessed his land. Numbers chapter 22, Balak summons Balaam. Then the people of Israel set out and camped in the plains of Moab beyond the Jordan at Jericho. And Balak the son of Zippor saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites, and Moab was in great dread of the people, because there were many. Moab was overcome with fear of the people of Israel. And Moab said to the elders of Midian, This horde will now lick up all that is around us, as the ox licks up the grass of the field. So Balak, the son of Zippor, who was king of Moab at the time, sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor, at Pethor, which is near the river, in the land of the people of Ammah, to call him, saying, Behold, a people has come up out of Egypt. They cover the face of the earth, and they are dwelling opposite me. Come now, curse this people for me, since they are too mighty for me, because I shall be able to defeat them and drive them from the land. And I know that he whom you blessed is blessed, and he whom you curse is cursed. So the elders of Moab and elders of Midian departed with the fees of divination in their hand, and they came to Balaam and came to Balak's message. And he said to them, Lodge here tonight, and I will bring back word to you as the Lord speaks to me. So the princes of Moab stayed with Balaam. And God came to Balaam and said, who are these men with you? And Balaam said to God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, he sent to me, saying, Behold, a people has come up out of Egypt, and it covers the face of the earth. Now come, curse them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to fight against them and drive them out. God said to Balaam, You shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. So Balaam rose up in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, Go to your own land, for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. So the princes of Moab rose and went to Balak and said, Balaam refuses to come with us. Once again Balak sent princes, more in number and more honorable than these. And they came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak the son of Zippor, Let nothing hinder you from coming to me, for I will surely do you great honor. And whatever you say to me, I will do. Come, curse this people for me. But Balaam answered and said to the servants of Balak, Though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the command of the Lord my God to do less or more. So you, too, please stay here tonight that I may know what more the Lord will say to me. And God came to Balaam at night and said to him, if the men have come to call you, rise, go with them, but only do what I tell you. So Balaam rose in the morning and saddled his donkey and went with the princes of Moab. Balaam's donkey and the angel. But God's anger was kindled because he went, and the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as his adversary. Now he was riding on the donkey, and his two servants were with him. And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road, with a drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the road and went into the field. And Balaam struck the donkey and to turn her into the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards, with a wall on either side. 
And when the donkey saw that the angel of the Lord was there, she pushed against the wall and pressed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. And Balaam's anger was kindled, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have made a fool of me, I wish I had a sword in my hand, for then I would kill you. And the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey, on which you have ridden all your life to this day? Is it my habit to treat you this way? And he said, No. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed down and fell on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out to oppose you, because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned aside before me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely just now I would have killed you and let her live. Then Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you stood in the road against me. Now therefore, if it is evil in your sight, I will turn back. And the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but speak only the word that I tell you. So Balaam went on with the princes of Balak. When Balak heard that Balaam had come, he went out to meet him at the city of Moab, on the border formed by the Anon, Arnon, at the extremity of the border. And Balak said to Balaam, Did I not send to you to call you? Why did you not come to me? Am I not able to honor you? Balaam said to Balak, Behold, I have come to you. Have I now any power of my own to speak anything? The word that God puts in my mouth, that must I speak. Then Balaam went with Balak, and they came to Karathasoth, and Balak sacrificed oxen and sheep, and sent for Balaam and for the princes who were with him. And in the morning Balak took Balaam and brought him up to Bamoth Baal, and from there he saw a fraction of the people. The memory verse for February is Genesis two eighteen. Then, well, that wraps up episode number forty eight of the reading plan. I pray you are able to enjoy the remainder of your weekend, and we will see you back here next Monday. I thank God and you for supporting this podcast. May God's word continue to be heard and heeded. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Daily Bible Read 2023. The Daily Bible Read 2023 podcast is based on copyrighted materials assembled and owned by Ben Phillips of Teach Faith at Home, the link to which is provided in the show notes. Permission has been granted for the use of these materials in the production of this podcast. The Daily Bible Read 2023 podcast itself is independently produced by the public reader and is voiced by Steve Hafner. It is provided as a service without cost. It is intended to provide listeners with the opportunity to familiarize themselves with the Bible and its teachings. The English Standard Version is the source of each daily reading. 
You are encouraged to use this podcast to supplement your daily reading and quiet time, and is not intended to be a replacement for it. Each month, we are encouraged to memorize a section of Scripture as a part of our efforts to make God's Word a part of our daily walk and a part of our core mental fabric. We will use this memory verse as a part of each episode's content. The second link in the podcast notes provides you with tips for helping you establish your daily quiet time and other reference material to supplement your daily readings. Occasionally, we will take time after the daily read to explore the resources available in this link, so you're aware of some of the resources that are available to you as you learn more about how God loves you and wants to be a part of your life.